Hi, you guys. Welcome to Undoing the Complex welcome, with Chantal and back. Dante. Welcome, welcome back. back. It's us. I was again. trying to come in really high energy there because. I'm tired. Well, no, because when I've listened to our first few episodes, we're like very like chill. Okay. All right. Like the All song right. is chill. Yeah, yeah, our yeah. voices okay. are chill. We're like, hey, baby. It sounds like a late night talk show. I think because like <laughs> maybe if I reposition my body a little bit to kind of sit. It's up also what time is it? 9.20 at night. It's 9.20. Y'all, Chantel goes to bed I'm at 9. I'm usually like in the dreamscape right now. I mean, yeah, you, you go to bed at 9, but sometimes you go to bed if you can. I think oh, on a perfect, in my perfect life, I would probably go to bed around 8.30. 8.30. Okay. 8.30 and then wake up at my regular 4.30. Yeah. That, that is not me. What would be your perfect time? Um, 10.45. Okay. And then what would your be your perfect wake 10, up time? 10.45 because... I don't feel too bad because it's not 11 yet, an hour before midnight. And then, you mm. know, yeah. This is like where you let people leave like three chips left in the bag because they like don't feel bad because they didn't problem. eat the whole chips, but they like most of it. Yeah. It's living in a false reality. Wow. That's not the topic for today. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that, life coach. <laughs> um, you said living in a false reality. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, before we hop into the topic, um, I was just going to share, um, I think we look pretty nice today. Well, you look good. You look cute. I like I like what you're wearing. I am wearing a Justin Bieber sweatshirt, and my hair and, is three days like, old. Oh, maybe I just like your ponytail a little pull, pull back like that, because I don't think you've worn it like that in the um, podcast before. No. If you can't see it, um, she looks real cute tonight. Um, Check us out on YouTube. Yeah, but it's funny because, um, like, sometimes we put on clothes for these um, just in case, you know, one of these videos go viral. I don't want nobody seeing me in like, um, what socks, <laughs> just my toes wiggling. I mean, my toes are wiggling. Well, I literally had the thought when we were talking about triggers in the last episode, I was like, I think my toes are moving a lot. What? <laughs> Control your toes. You got now everybody's going to be looking at my toes. You got cute YouTube. feet. You got cute feet. I've been told that. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I like your feet. Thanks. Yeah. But, um, anyways, we do put on you know some okay clothes i literally just threw these on though i had the shirt on already anyways what are you about to talk about right now that's it oh. just what we're wearing oh. that that's it that was that wow. was the thought yeah that's how tired yeah that was really well so, thought out. so we just need to go straight Moving into on. the topic because today tonight we are talking about how we bring god into our relationship and the reason why we're talking about this because Several weeks back, we spoke at an art school here in town, and it was a Q&A. People were asking really great questions, and somebody asked the question, like, how do you guys bring God into your relationship? And our response was, basically, we grab his hand, and we're like, hey, Jesus, so this is us. It's like um, a rite of passage. And we walk him into the house, and we show him, our, no, no. That's no, not actually, we when we first started dating, we set up a meeting at a coffee shop here in Reading and yes. we we're like, okay, this meeting is going to be about how we bring God into our relationships. We both brought our notes. Lord Jesus. We did this a lot in our dating relationship where we, we were really busy. I was doing a master's. We were both in ministry school. And so we would just bring a list of notes to each other every date night. Yeah. Not, not, not love notes. No, 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 no. Notes on how we can be doing a better job in this <laughs> relationship. And y'all listen, listen, I know you're probably like, 
oh my God, how can I do such a thing? It was very well-intentioned from we, a good we were, heart. Yeah, we were both like, man, we're going to have the best relationship ever. And yes. we're going to fine tune it. This tells you a lot about us. Like we've, you know, shaved off a lot of the edges, but some of that core stuff that was driving us still there. This is why you let other people into your relationship so they can tell you things like, that's weird. Or, or you get you get weird and you do things like that. And we had um, a wonderful um mentor of ours said um okay for the next the next um date in the rest of your dates for the rest of your life do not bring notes to your dates do you think they can see my feet if i put my feet down? i don't know are they in the shot right if, now if your feet are in the shot then i guess it's their moment to shine <laughs> glory be it's good that you did your toenails though i did yeah because don't nobody like no ratchet half painted chipped off mm. do something with that <laughs> I'll do something with that. I don't want to be staring at no okay, um, abstract gonna... canvas painting on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. Okay. Um, no, but someone so asked brought, that question. So when we first started dating, we brought our lists of like, okay, how are we going to bring this God that we both love, that we have individual relationships with right now because we just started dating, and how are we going to bring this person into the center of our relationship so that everything revolves around him? Which... Some of you are probably being like, yeah, that's a great question. How right. do you do that? Right. Um, Your brain just like stopped. <laughs> your brain literally said, I saw it. It did in stop. In real time. Your eyes were like, and your brain just went I know. blank. It did. How do we bring God into our relationship? Here's the reality. Um, God isn't just brought into something. Yeah, there's that invitation, in, you know, when you accept God into your life, into your heart. But after that moment, he is everything yeah he feels all in all and we are discovering how do we abide in him because uh, i just want to say this because yeah. this is just a little theologically you know i ain't no theologian but i read the bible uh, john 15 talks about the vine those who abide in me he says abide in me like i abide in you and the holy spirit has been sealed to our lives when if you're a christian and you've said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has been sealed inside of you mm. until the day of redemption. But us abiding in him, that is a different story and that is our choice. So I just wanted to set that yeah. like like that sense of bringing God into, no, like how do we actually live our lives in such a way that he is our um, pivot, you right. know, how we're moving how we're making decisions, how how we are um, doing life together. How is that, you know, being lived out right? with him being the fullness of what we're doing? So that's what we're going to kind of talk about. It's kind of redefining that question. But we we like that question because we understand, like, that's the clearest kind of form of, you know, God in relationships. Right. Yeah. Because first and foremost, we both had relationships with God outside of each other before we even met each other, yeah. which is what attracted us to each other. A big reason that right. we were attracted to each other in the first place was the God in the other person. Right. Like when I remember when on our first date, it wasn't a date. It was, um, <laughs> it's ahead. just such a cute memory because you were so young. We were, it was, it was so crazy. long ago. Yeah. Um, but it was the first time that you, we, we hung out. This was before we were dating. You had expressed interest in me. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go and hang out. And so you invited me over. Your roommates were there. 
but you invited me over for smoothies. Yeah. And you made me smoothies. I used and to work at a juice shop and I didn't have no money, so I knew how to do that. Yeah, you did. Oh, you were working at the juice shop then? Yeah, that's how I knew how to make smoothies. No? No, you knew. This was before you worked at the juice shop. I think I'm getting my memories the juice mixed shop. up. Are you sure? Because I worked for that juice shop no, like no, no, three no. different this times. This was in my literally life. the very beginning of second year ministry school. That I got that job? No, that this moment happened. Okay, I'm pretty sure I worked at that juice shop because I worked over the summer. Oh, yeah, okay, I maybe you did. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I have this memory of me pulling up at his house. It's probably like seven or eight o'clock at night, and he's walking towards me with a bag in his hand, like a, like a grocery store bag in his hand. And he didn't have a car at the time, and so he had walked to the grocery store to pick up smoothie stuff. Yeah to make smoothies for this girl that he was interested in. And you made yeah. me smoothies and we sat outside on your deck and we talked yeah. about what? Keep going. We talked about ourselves. And the first thing that I noticed in you was how you talked about how much you loved the Lord. And yeah. I could see it all over you. I had dated so many guys, not so many guys, a, many guys before you and that was never something they had in them that they, mm. they didn't have a relationship with God yeah. and it was the first thing that attracted me to you was the fact that he was the first thing that you talked about yeah. and so why I'm saying this is because Dante had a relationship with God long before he met me and I had a relationship with God long before I met him and we were trying to figure out how we brought this shared friend into our relationship in a way where we could both share him. Right. But that's not the case because he had his own relationship and I had my own relationship and we weren't trying to figure out a way. Are, are you going to be friends with my God or am I going right. to be friends with your God? Right. And in right. a way that's what we were trying to do yeah. in this conversation was like, okay, what parts am I going to be leave behind? And we're going to kind of adopt yours, not in theology wise, yeah. but I think it's so important that when you build a relationship with somebody, when you're dating somebody, getting engaged and you, you're married, you're not building a together relationship with God. You have that, but you're, you already have your own relationship yeah. and he and that, has that his doesn't, own. That doesn't take, let me phrase that better yeah. with building. Or, it doesn't take away, like when you get married or dating or whatever, and you start to have experiences with God together, that bonds you. Right, 100%. Like that, there, there's nothing like moments like our house story right. where we got to experience God's goodness. We got to experience his covering, his His thoughts towards us and our family together. And that bonds us in our how we pivot from that moment and our, our level of faith to believe God for things. Um that was that was influenced by that moment. Yeah. But what we're talking about is the history that you've built with God and you're bringing that into a relationship. You still get to have that. Yeah. All of that gets to stay. Yeah. And your spouse or your friends get to have that. You know, the people that you're doing life with. Got, I think a lot of times the religious mindset is this thought of like, man, you know, it's just this one way to experience God where Jesus said, I am the way, but how my experiences with him come up are completely different. Yeah. You know, how I'm going to experience God, uh, the the perfect example um, would be, you know, you had mentioned this, babe, and you'll probably say it way better. But with our son, Zai, my relationship with him as a dad 
is completely different with Chantel's relationship with him as a mom and how she mothers him is going to be different than how I father him. Right. But at the same time, we're both his parents. We're both his and parents. And as a couple, we have a relationship with him, but we also have our own separate relationships with him. Exactly. Exactly. And in the same way with God, like we, I have my own quiet time with God. I'm talking to God in the day and you're doing the same, but then we also come together and. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not managing Chantel's relationship with God. Right. I'm not, I'm not coming to her saying, Hey, you, you need to do this how I do this. You know, I, what was that um, moment that you heard on another podcast or something? Yeah. It's if anybody knows Jonathan and Melissa Helzer, um, to, um, worship artists. Yeah. And they have a podcast and on their podcast, Jonathan was talking about this moment he had where him and Melissa, he would always wake up really, really early in the morning and spend time with the Lord. Like every single morning, crack of dawn, he always had this morning practice where he would read his Bible, talk to the Lord. That's you. That's me. Yeah. And Melissa didn't, she wouldn't wake up early. He never saw her kind of have her quiet time. And he was getting kind of judgmental about the fact that man, I always wake up and I have this quiet time with God and she doesn't do that. And then the Holy Spirit convicted him one day and he said, you talk to me in the mornings, but she spends time with me all day. Jeez. And that, that's, that just sounds like the Holy Spirit where he just right. says something, whispers in your ear and it's like, I couldn't have came up with that myself. Right, because a religious mindset would say like, oh, as a couple, we have to make sure that we're doing our quiet time and devotional in the morning. And yeah. it looks this certain like robotic, routine yeah. way. Or or outside of the religious mindset or inside of it, we have this fantasy idea of the right. Christian couple. Right. And this is what the godly family looks like. <laughs> 100%. We have this fantasy idea of like what is going to be like, you know, me and my wife, we're going to be doing this. And then your wife's like, I'm tired with these kids. I'm not going to church this morning. <laughs> And you're like, what, what, what? We're supposed to be that fam. <laughs> and it and it crushes this fantasy. She's laughing because it's been true story. Um, but you, you've always come to church. You I haven't. Go to yeah, church. you haven't. But you've had moments like these where you're like, I'm tired and I don't want to do this or whatever. Here's a funny moment. Here's um, a funny moment. You're like, are you nervous right now? <laughs> I don't know. You nervous? No. Okay. Um, moment where I'm uh prophesying over Chantel while we're sleeping. Oh, Lord. Um, I'm praying for it. Wait, no, 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 no. There's a backstory. Well, not a backstory. There's a context is that you often pray for me in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I can feel your hot hand on my back and that's your the glory. whispering mouth as you're praying. And like, you think <laughs> that I'm not awake and I'm off in the dreamscape, but I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> And this one particular night, he was going in and I was, on. I was. Like, God, he was just. God got a hold on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling it. But the actually, the really cool Wait, thing. Wait, let me share oh, this oh, moment. You, let okay, me share on. this moment. You want to share the cool thing? No, no, no. You share the moment. This this moment, um, I am. God was in the room, y'all. <laughs> listen, listen. I know she said she was thinking all of her thoughts. God's in the room. And I am like, man, I can I can almost touch heaven. <laughs> and I put my hands on her and I'm feeling God and I'm, I'm praying for my wife as a <laughs> godly husband should do. <laughs> and as I'm praying, she leans over and says, Oh, will you shut up? 
No, I didn't say, will you shut up? I said, baby, be quiet. Can you be quiet? But what I heard was, will you shut up? Do y'all know how vulnerable I felt in that moment? Was it the same feeling when I was giving birth to Zion and you were helping me and coaching me? And I said, "Uh, baby, your breath breath stinks. Yeah, that that moment was like, dang, I can't even be mad at her. I was like, I had some pizza earlier. (laughs) We made pizza earlier. You ordered pizza while I was in the birthing tub and you said, you said, hold on, I might I might put you on mute every so often because my <laughs> wife is in labor. <laughs> Listen, we ain't going to talk about that. I'm going to take a pepperoni pizza medium. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All Anyways, right. tangent. Sorry, I was <laughs> 21 and hungry. Um, I would not have, Zai would not be here today if it weren't for you in that room. I mean, yeah. he would be here. Thank, thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, this moment happened. She says, could you be quiet? I'm in the middle of like, like, you got to understand, I am praying my heart over my wife. And she says, can you be quiet? Now, I could have easily shut down in that moment. I could have easily said, man, she was so unaware of God in that <laughs> moment. And she just quenched the spirit. That would have been a bold faced lie. My wife was tired and sleepy. And that prayer is still powerful, even though she's tired and she leans over. Just because I'm having this moment doesn't mean that she has to have this moment. I don't I don't need her to experience God as I'm experiencing God because I trust that God has her. Right. Like I go go ahead. I was gonna say I even feel this in moments when we're in like a ministry setting or when like the spirit of God is breaking out in a room and you're over there like flopping like a fish and God is like encountering me encountering you and i would used to i used to get really triggered in those moments i think i've told you this before yeah because i would have this thought like oh it must mean that he's more holy than me or god is more present and adamant in his life than he is in mine because mine i don't look like that right now and it feels humbling and embarrassing to say out loud now um because it just wasn't the truth. I had this picture in my head of like, oh, since we're married, God has to look the same in both of us. If we're in the same set, like if we're both in a room and we're one flesh, like if you're doing that, then I should be doing that too. And now I love getting to see, look over across the room and God's doing his thing in you and mine doesn't look that way. But I'm like, man, I'm so glad that he is having a moment with God rather than feeling jealous about it or feeling insecure because of it, because we're married and it means that if he's getting a prophetic word, then I should be lumped in to that space too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think another thought with that is, um, when God says something to me, or I feel like God is speaking to me. Um, I bring that to Chantel. You know, we're 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 talking and sharing with each other, man, what we feel like God is saying. And if you haven't started doing this, you know, in your relationship or um, maybe you're dating or you're engaged or whatever, um, talk with your spouse. Man, I want to I want to be able to talk about what God's doing in my life with you. I mean, even with our story with the house, a lot of the beginnings of that was me being like, babe, I think that God is saying that we're going to get a house right, this year. Right. And that was terrifying for me to hear because right. I'm like, Girl won't get no money for that. But you had to trust the God inside of me. Yes. In the same way that that you hear God, even though I'm not hearing the same thing. Yes. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, um, I I just want to break religious mindsets because, you know, you talk about, um, 
the man is the head of the house, like Christ is the head of the church and, um, lay down your lives for, um, for your wife and wives love your husband. I think a lot of times, you know, men can think that they have to have the word from God. Right. They have to be the one to, you know, I'm leading the family and how, how you lead your family, um, is just as important as hearing God for your family. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, we th- we're thinking like, oh, I'm the one who has to hear what God is saying and I have to have the final say when I think letting go of that is so freeing because then you realize, man, God is not limited to speaking to one person right. in a relationship. He can speak to you and not say anything to me. But right. do I trust what's inside of you? Yeah. Can I actually lean on that? Am I willing to take the risk? Like, do I do I believe that God will speak to you and I not hear it? Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times in those moments when you lean into trust and you believe like, man, I, I think that you are hearing God or man, I don't know, babe, but, you know, let's let's step into it. Let's try it out. And and no matter how it goes, I'm going to lean into this fully. You know, I'm, I might spend some time to think about it. I might process it with some friends. I might even pray about it myself, but I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to lean into it with you. If if that response or whatever she was feeling, you know, that thing works out or something. The amount of faith that comes from those moments is incredible, man. I trusted you. I believed you. And look at what came out of, out of this. On the other side, if it doesn't happen, I'm, I'm also not holding that against you. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, well, you you missed them that time, right. so you're going to miss them this time. No, we're going to figure out what, what happened in that, and I'm going to encourage you because just like you're trying to hear God, I'm trying to hear God too. We don't know what we're doing. I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what I'm doing. God is way more infinite and and bigger than than what we can comprehend and contain in ourselves and so i'm gonna trust that how you experience him is real i'm I'm looking at the fruit but i'm also trusting that he's gonna speak to you in ways that might challenge me at times yeah and i think that that comes with the belief that every person that says yes to god has the ability to hear god yeah this is what we're talking about like do i believe that people around me have the ability to hear and experience God and articulate it in a way that I might not understand right away. So then what do you do if you're doing life with somebody who isn't at the same level of spiritual maturity or doesn't, you don't feel is at the same level of spiritual maturity. That's a, that's a great, like the way that sounds, that's a great question, but it's good. It's how people think though. Like, right. Oh man, I've been walking with God for this amount of time. Right. And you've been walking with it for a year. Which is kind of like what it was when we first started dating. Right. I, I, yeah. This was me, y'all. I had a little bit of like air, spiritual arrogance. Spiritual arrogance. <laughs> I just came up with that. I'm going to use that. Um, you know, I've been walking with God this amount of time. You know, she just met God a couple of years ago, actually walking with him. So um, everything I say goes. <laughs> right. And I and I think that I'm right in everything that I'm hearing. And, and I'm, you know, anytime you're bringing up God or, or moments, I'm like, oh, that, that's great. Here's the rest of that. That will blind you. That That being said, we're not saying go run around and just date, marry, and be in relationship with people who. Right. Like there's a, man, we got to come to some kind of understanding of like the nature of God. 
Right. Like we know what he's like, how, how we experience that is going to be different, but his nature stays the same. Yeah. But we're talking about like, if somebody has been on their walk with God longer than you have. Yeah. That doesn't disqualify another person's experience. Right. And I think that's the, the reality that you have to come to is like, I, I can, I have to make sure that I'm not walking in pride because of the time that I've walked with God that, man, if we're coming together, there's going to be some things that because of experience that I just, I just know, but I'm bringing that to you still. Like I'm not coming as your teacher because yeah. if any, any guy, any guy that's married, you know, if you try to become your wife's teacher, um, that's not going to be a great response. That'll be the last time you ever teach. That'd be last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to teach you. We're building trust so that I earn the space to speak into certain things, and I had to realize that. You know, I feel like now I I've earned the space through trust and through hearing you and us actually. Um, giving each other room to experience God in different ways that when I say something like, Oh babe, that might be a lie. Right. And we do that with each other. Like, Oh, that, that might, you're not getting defensive thinking that I'm only thinking that, you know, my relationship with God is better. So I know that this is a lot. I have chose to empathize first. Right. There, there's, there was moments where, you know, Chantel would say something or um, or it's been moments with other people, too, where, you know, you hear them talking and you're like, oh, man, that's that's all off. <laughs> like beliefs off thoughts off. This this is not this is not You've had moments like that with me. Yeah. I'm speaking blasphemy. Yes. <laughs> you're speaking blasphemy. And um, instead of me just saying, OK, I'm going to correct her in this moment with a deadly blow. <laughs> listen, listen. People do that to make themselves feel better. They don't realize it, but you just confirm that you're right about things and nobody leaves change. I, I do not want to be the person with the pickaxe and uh, the big sign on the corner of the street in my relationship. Right. Instead, I want to be like Jesus. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go to the Bible. Jesus, who was God, came to earth, knew everything everything about every person chose the most imperfect people and didn't just go confronting every lie that they believe he did life with them and i bet you i bet you he saw lies and belief systems coming out the gates by just hanging out with them but i can bet you that the way that he built relationship with them was through sitting with them seeing them spiral for a little bit loving them in it Mm-hmm. God knew how to empathize with people. He knew empathy. He sat with us. And so in the same way, you have a spouse or a friend and you see them, you know, maybe they're believing something that's off. Well, it, it's not just about you saying the truth, because a lot of mm-hmm. times we 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 say the truth because, man, I just got to get the truth out. People got to receive the truth or well, the truth in love. What does that mean, though? What does that mean in action? Love is what? Patient. Mm. Love is patient. So in this moment, I'm not I'm not going to be looking for when can I get the truth to you? Right. When can I frantically get the truth to you? I am okay with you figuring out what's happening inside of you because I trust 
that the Holy Spirit is better at his job than I am at mine. Yeah. And so I'm going to be able to sit with you. I'm going to I'm going to validate what I can. You know, I'm not I'm not going to look for ways to stay away from your lies. I'm going to walk through them. I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to hear you and earn the space to speak into something. So it reminds me of this moment I had with a friend in ministry school. And I saw she was processing through a lot of stuff. And I saw that there was just so many areas where she was just off in what she believed about God. And I felt like this righteous indignation. Like I have to tell her, like she has to know what she's believing actually isn't true and it's not actually going to set her free. But I felt the Holy spirit be like, no, like don't call that out. Don't say that. And she comes back to me a couple weeks later and shares with me this huge moment she had with the Lord, this revelation that he gave her about the very things that I was going to call her out in her weeks before. And sometimes I think we feel like we have to be the God to every person. Right. And save you. Right. Right. Yeah. I have to be the one to bring you that, that revelational truth. Right. Where in our relationship, I fully trust that the Holy spirit is at work in your life in every moment and vice versa so much that like you're trying to figure out or decide something like, should I buy this thing? Should I do this? Should I go on this trip? You should ask the Holy spirit. You say that so often. Right. You should, you should talk to God about that. And I have to choose if I'm going to be responsible and actually sit with the Lord. Right. And usually he tells me no or something like that. And I'm like, dang, I, I would rather go to Chantel. Because <laughs> I think sometimes we have this false responsibility for the people that we're doing life with that we need to reveal all things to them when the Holy Spirit is so living and active in every single one of us. Right. But I think that we don't that trust. That have said yes to God. Yes. Yeah. That have said yes to God. And, but we feel the need to point out things and say that this is raw, this isn't here. And we feel the need to do that without trusting that. Yeah. And what, what we're saying is don't just react to someone's lie. Like don't just, man, somebody just said something that's off about God or something that feels off to me. And I just have to just correct it right now. Ask the Holy Spirit how and when to say that thing, because no, I can I can bet you so many people are not doing that. And this really gets me passionate because I think a lot of times in trying to do good or trying to speak truth, we cause damage. Yeah. And then we create the narrative. Man, that person just is believing a lot too intensely. Yeah. When we created that moment because we were the ones that were really not listening to patience, not listening to empathy, not listening to love, not listening to the Holy Spirit. But instead, I'm just going to preach the Bible. Listen, people are doing this. People, people are on the corners preaching and literally screaming at people. And they have one person that gets saved a year and they're like, see the fruit? See, <laughs> you saw my fruit? So, and we're looking for ways to validate a dysfunction. Right. But instead, Man, do I trust that God is big enough? One, then do I believe that if this is a moment for me to speak into, he's going to open up that moment and I'm going to be ready because I'm listening. I'm abiding in him. I'm, I'm actually abiding in God. And so just to wrap this episode up, what are some, I know we've given like a lot of 
answers to this question and we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but what are just some practical things that we do to bring God into our relationship? Yeah. You want me to answer? You want to start? I was asking a question that I didn't have an answer to yet. Great. Great. Um, well, one, like I, I think our, our time that we're, we, it's become pretty normal for us to talk about like what, you know, he's saying to us. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're, which I remember at the beginning when we were dating was really, really vulnerable. Right. Because we hadn't brought each other yes. into that intimate space of like, oh, God actually talks to me in this way. Right. And these are the things he tells me and shares with me. And I remember the first time I started doing that, it felt like. It was. I remember that. Really, like, really vulnerable. I felt like God spoke to me about this. You know, I feel like he's talking to me about this. And to bring that felt v- really vulnerable. Because so, now your secret place with the Lord is now being subject to somebody else's right. opinions. Opinions, thoughts, yes. input. And I, I think um, I remember one of the things you had said to me, um, and I remember you said this, and I feel like it still um, encourages me. But when you say, babe, I love when you prophesy for me. Mm. Good Lord. I remember one of the first times you said that to me, babe, I love when you pray over me. We're, we're still living in our um, smaller apartment. Like this was like three years ago, but you said, babe, I love when you prophesy over me. And that stuck with me. That brought my confidence to such a level like, man, I can, what God is saying to me, I can bring it to my wife. There's another time. And I don't know if this is still the case. And if not, it's all good. But there was one time where you were like, babe, your prophetic words to me are my favorite out of every words that I've received. And I remember you said that and it was like, man, she really believes God in me. I do. And, and I think in the same way, I, I really believe God in you. And I, I've seen the fruit. I mean, our house, it's literally like that where you heard him in ways that did not make sense. Yeah. And and I think extending that um, sense of appreciation to your spouse and God inside of them, um, to your relationships or your friends. You know, I think a lot of times we just have our friends and we're talking about God, but we're not saying, hey, man, the, the way that you hear God it's beautiful and it encourages me every time, man, I'm actually really inspired by that. It yeah. makes me want to hear God even more, you know, like those are ways that it's not bringing him in 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 a, you know, taboo or whatever kind of way it's, it's having conversations around hearing God and what he's doing in your lives. Yeah. And, and that should be an overflow from time spent with God. You know, I think, you know, if you're if you in your relationship where you guys maybe you don't read the Bible often or maybe, you know, life is just busy and you you talking to the Holy Spirit has never been a thing. And you're hearing all this for the first time or you didn't know the impact that it can have on your relationship. And so you just aren't in a culture that that does this. We we understand that. Like this isn't something to feel shame about if you're like, man, I haven't been doing this. God, listen, religion will make you feel so much shame, Mm -hmm. but God reminds you of who you are and what this relationship is meant to be like. He's not like, dang it. Okay. You finally decide to show up. He's like, pray. I am so excited that you, it's the story of the prodigal son. You know, this son is coming down the road and the dad is waiting on the porch and runs towards him. And this display of the father 
like this display of what the kingdom is like. It's like a father who runs towards his son and says, look, my, my son was lost, but now he's come home. I think we got to realize that the father, like God, when he sees us, he sees us with eyes. Where did you get your compassion from? You didn't come up with that. Right. Where did you get that forgiving heart, that that mercy that you show on people all the time, even when they hurt you? You didn't get that from yourself. You didn't just get that from your parents. God is in our midst and he wants to move. He, he wants to speak to us. He wants us to have relationships that are blossoming with him, not just at the center, not just the 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 one he wants to fill every space that we're right. in because it's the best thing for us right. and when we understand that our level of excitement expectancy and um desire to want him to be in these spaces increases but there's not this man i i need you to be where i'm at i think that's even a good picture of i think a lot of times we're trying to make god the center of our lives and but it's like him in the middle and we're just trying to figure out ways to like look at him and involve him when really it's him being literally in through and everything yeah, that we do. I, I love it. Um, there's Paul in the Bible says, um, it's one of my favorite scriptures in God. I move and have right. my being. I live and move and have I, my being in him. I move and I have my being in every space that I'm in. He feels all in all. And so this moment is God. And we even see it in, our kids, specifically Zai right now, because he's older, um, how much God is in our family, in everything yeah. that we do, because he's, our son is constantly talking to him throughout the day. If he yes. like wants a toy or something, I'll literally hear him in the back seat like, Jesus, can you please give me that toy? A, a time where, you know, he got hurt really bad. He hurt oh. his knee or something. He was like, I just want to go to Jesus go to heaven and he be said, with I just Jesus. want to go to heaven and be with because the pain was so excruciating that his first yeah. thought was I want to go to heaven and be with Jesus because I don't want to feel this pain anymore yeah like that is living proof that God isn't we don't just make space for him he consumes everything yes. that we do yes and, and we want him to and yeah. we understand that life gets full gets busy and sometimes you're just zoned in and you're just doing what you're doing he's in that yeah like, don't don't give a place for shame to say, man, I didn't I didn't bring a man enough today. Don't don't let shame cause you to not show up to your relationship with him. Like when you when you discovered, man, I went tunnel vision today and God, I know you're still in that. But I, I want to have some moments where I don't go tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. So bringing God into your relationship. um, not really a thing. We just titled it that because I think that that's our first thought when we think about relationships and God. But yeah. yeah, we hope that this helps. We hope that this sparks a lot of questions. We hope that this causes you. Yeah. And we hope that for, for even our single friends and people that you begin to dream about your relationship with your spouse in a in a real way. Yeah. That it wouldn't just be this, you know, fantasy idea of what a Christian family should look like or a family that believes in jesus and believes in god what it what it actually looks like yeah yeah so this is undoing the complex we love you guys